Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hi, and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. Now, for those of you who are new and are just starting out with this podcast, you might be wondering what this podcast really is. And basically, I like to sit down with you guys and share a cup of coffee with you or a cup of tea in the morning and basically discuss scripture and do the best I can to explain it to you guys. I do some research on different historical things that were going on and whatever passage we're reading for the day. And yeah, I just do my best to bring it to you guys coherently so that everybody listening can understand. But yeah, on Tuesdays and on Thursdays, I do a New Testament episode. And then Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I do an Old Testament episode. And that's just to break things up a little bit throughout the week and just to gain different perspective on both the Old and the New Testament. And I've learned that I really enjoy doing it that way because there's so many similarities and so many things we can pull from both the Old and the New Testament that tie into each other. So sometimes it's really cool because this just happened the other day, actually. Something I talked about in the Old Testament translated very well into the New Testament. So that's part of the reason why I like breaking up the week and doing both Old Testament and New Testament. And obviously, you guys can start wherever you want. You can go back through and listen just to the Old Testament episodes, or you can listen just to the New Testament episodes and do that. And since today is Thursday, we are going to be discussing a portion out of the New Testament, and we're in the book of John. So we're going to be talking about John chapter 5, verses 16 through 30 today. I am going to be reading actually out of the NIV version of the Bible, which is extremely rare for me. I almost never read out of this version. I usually read out of the WEB. But because the NIV, I think, just flows very well from what we just talked about on Tuesday. That's why I decided to read that particular version. So please grab whatever version you prefer to read. And let's go ahead and read John chapter 5, verses 16 through 30 today. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him, not only because he was breaking the Sabbath, but because he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. 
Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. But myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Anybody who thinks that Jesus did not call himself God needs to read John. Because, I mean, even right here, the Pharisees and all the people of Jesus's time period absolutely knew that Jesus was calling himself God in this passage. We see that here in verse 18. For this reason, they or the Pharisees tried all the more to kill Jesus, not only because he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus obviously was calling himself the son of God, not the way that you and I, by the way, call God our father because we're like God's adopted children. We're not actually gods ourselves. But Jesus was God's one and only son. And that's what Jesus was calling himself. Everybody at this time period would have absolutely known that Jesus was equating himself or making himself equal with God. So Jesus was calling himself God. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous, the people out there that are like, Jesus never called himself God, so we can't call Jesus God either. So Christians are insane when they worship Jesus because he's not actually God. And it's been really fun, actually, to go through the Gospels and point out every single place that Jesus does, in fact, call himself God. I mean, he, he calls himself God throughout every gospel so far. He has done something to say, I am God. And in the book of John, because John's entire goal with the book of John was to show how Jesus is God, we're going to see a lot more of these instances of Jesus equating himself or making himself equal to God. So anyway, it says in verse 16 that Jesus was doing a bunch of stuff on the Sabbath, mainly healing. And because there were rules in place that the Pharisees put in place, by the way, not the Old Testament law, the Pharisees put all these crazy rules in place regarding the Sabbath. In other words, the day of rest where people were not supposed to do basically anything on the Sabbath. It was supposed to be like, from my understanding, historically, like a miserable day of rest where you were bored and weren't allowed to do like anything because that's what they considered to be holy. You could basically go to the temple and that was about it is kind of what it sounds like. But God the Father, when he initially made the Sabbath day of rest, it was specifically for the refreshment of people. So it wasn't supposed to be a necessarily boring day. God just said, don't do any work. Don't cook. Don't go out into your fields and do things. Don't, you know, gather firewood for your homes because you were already supposed to do all that. Don't do anything like that. Instead, have a joyful day with your family and worship God on that day. That was basically the point of the Sabbath. And it was a day of rest and relaxation. And anytime you look at the, the Sabbath in the Old Testament, that's basically what you're going to see. God didn't put a whole ton of rules in place for the Sabbath, except don't work. Now, of course, the Pharisees kind of twisted all that and were like, oh, don't work. That means you can't do anything. You can't walk more than 10 steps. You can't, uh, you know, help somebody who is sick or fallen into a well. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like there were all sorts of crazy things that the Pharisees would do. So since Jesus is healing on the Sabbath, which was not unlawful by any means, according to the Old Testament law, the Pharisees were angry because Jesus was not listening to them. That's really what it boiled down to. The Pharisees are mad that Jesus was not listening to them. 
And Jesus was going out and healing people because it was not unlawful to do good on the Sabbath day. You could go and do good. And even God the Father said that. And doing good sometimes required an amount of work to do that good. So doing good was always lawful on the Sabbath day. Now, Jesus healing sick people is a good thing. That's that's good. So Jesus was doing good and the Pharisees were mad at Jesus for doing good because they wanted to be in control of everything. They were legalistic. Legalistic means tightly adhering to rules that are not necessarily in the Bible. Now, these Pharisees who are legalistic wanted to kill Jesus. They started persecuting him. They were trying to kill him. They didn't like him. We find out later on that the main reason the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus was because they were extremely jealous of him. They were jealous of his platform, how the the crowds loved him, his healings that he was able to do. They were very jealous of Jesus. They try to kill him. So in his defense, it says in verse 17, Jesus said to the Pharisees, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. So that's his defense. He's saying, it is lawful for me to work on the Sabbath day because my father is always working. He's always out doing good. So they try to kill him all the more, is what it says in verse 18, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath day now, but he was calling God his very own father, making himself equal with God. There we go. It says it right here in scripture. Jesus called himself God. He made himself equal to God. So it says Jesus gave them this answer. He says, look, I can do nothing by myself. In other words, Jesus does not work independently from the father. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. And he says, and yes, he's going to show him even greater works than these so that you will all be amazed. So in other words, Jesus is saying the father is revealing himself to you through me. That is what Jesus is saying. The father is revealing himself through Jesus. In fact, we know based upon scripture and who Jesus is, we know that Jesus very much reflects the father because they are one and the same. They are equal. We just established that. So Jesus reflects God's personality and God's love for mankind. And God was going to show all of mankind his love through Jesus. And so then in verse 21, he kind of, Jesus almost like prophesies about how he's going to raise people from the dead, basically. He says, for just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. So that's what Jesus says. He says, I'm going to die one day and I'm going to give people life. Then he says, moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son. So Jesus is the one who is going to judge us. That judgment has not come yet. In fact, Jesus said when he first came down to earth that he did not come to judge the world. But yet God entrusted all of that judgment onto Jesus. So in the end times, we know that when Jesus comes back again for the second time, he is going to enact that judgment. That's when all the crazy stuff is going to happen and Jesus is going to judge the world. In fact, we're going to talk about that in a moment. So it says that Jesus is now the one that judges the, the world. In verse 23, it says that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Wow. I mean, there we go. 
Jesus himself said that people were going to worship him just as they worship the Father. There's another declaration of Jesus calling himself God. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. That's a very famous verse, actually, of how Jesus is the way to the Father. If people don't honor Jesus, they're not honoring God the Father. We know that there are plenty of religions out there that don't worship Jesus, but worship God the Father. You can't please God the Father without worshiping Jesus, basically. And moving on in verse 24, it says, Very truly I tell you, I I always remember when I was growing up, the King James Version was what I grew up on. And I also grew up in a very legalistic background. But I always remember the King James Version. Verily, verily, I say unto thee. (laughs) Whenever, Whenever Jesus would start talking, verily, verily, I say unto thee is what it would say. But uh, the NIV translates it as very truly I tell you, which sounds much better than verily, verily, I say unto thee. And not to say I don't like the King James Version. There are, there is a time and a place for it. I, I don't like when people say that it's the only true version of the Bible, by the way. That is absolutely untrue. In fact, there are, <laughs> I think, better translated versions of the Bible than the King James Version. But the King James Version is very poetic, and a lot of people do like it. It's still a very, very popular version of the Bible. And I'm never going to say that you should not read the King James Version. In fact, I still have many verses memorized in the King James Version, and uh, I do like the King James Version for a lot of different things. Anyway, that's a different discussion for a different day. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video on that now. Now that I'm thinking about it, that might be a fun YouTube video to do is to talk about the different versions of scripture and uh, some of the pluses for each version. That might be fun. But okay, let's move on. It says, very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death into life. So anybody who believes in Jesus is no longer judged because they believed that Jesus is their savior, that he died for their sins, and that they have life through him. So their judgment is over with. They crossed over into life. But Jesus says, but truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Jesus is now saying that not just the people who are alive, when they hear Jesus's voice and listen, they're going to be saved, but the dead are actually going to hear Jesus's voice and they're going to live also. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't exactly know what this means other than I would guess the people who died before Jesus were in a resting period. We do actually know based upon scripture that there was a resting place for people who died before Jesus And that place was called Abraham's bosom. Now, Abraham's bosom was the good place. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever seen that uh, that show, The Good Place. But Abraham's bosom was the place that uh, people with faith in God the Father would go. And I think what Jesus is talking about here specifically is the people who are in Abraham's bosom at this time period, or rather the resting place, that when they hear Jesus's voice, they're going to live. But I don't know. I mean, I can't specifically say that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. I'm not exactly sure. But then Jesus after this is like, don't be amazed at all this because a time is coming 
when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. I think what Jesus is talking about here is the end times, when Jesus uh, when Jesus calls all people to him, like the people who have died. It actually says in scripture that when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise first. I personally think that this is talking about the second coming of Jesus that has not happened yet. But to conclude here in verse 30, Jesus says, by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear and my judgment is just for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. So all in all, Jesus is telling these Pharisees that he is seeking to please God the Father. He does not work independently. He does not, you know, heal on the Sabbath day to make, you know, people angry. He's not doing that by himself. He is doing it because God the Father is telling him to do it. So because God the Father is telling Jesus to do these things, I think what he's saying is that people need to listen to Jesus because he was working through God the Father. God the Father was was telling Jesus everything to do. And because of that, all of us should be listening to the words of Jesus because he was not acting independently. He was not just a prophet. He was not just a man that was good. He was God's son and he was working side by side with God the Father the entire time to bring the world salvation and to bring the world the truth. So yeah, the Bible is God's truth. And maybe I will talk about the different translations of scripture because I think a lot of people have some questions about the different translations and, you know, things get lost in translation or is one translation wrong and another one is good. I think that'll be an interesting episode to do. So maybe I'll do that on the YouTube uh, page. But if you haven't gone over to the YouTube channel yet, I recommend that you do. You're going to find it in the bio of this podcast episode and uh, go over there, subscribe to it because I do have new YouTube videos coming your way. of course, those YouTube videos are only available on YouTube. I don't talk about them on the podcast. So YouTube is the only place you're going to see that uh, exclusive content. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning for an episode out of Deuteronomy because we're going to be in the Old Testament tomorrow since it's Friday. But I do hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. And as always, happy listening and God bless.